Hello, this is the Purple Psychology Podcast, I'm Nisha Reddick. So I'm going to talk about the fact that I have launched the channel. As you know, I started a subscription podcast on the Starseed journey a few weeks ago. And through the work that I've been preparing for the Patreon group on authentic expression creators, I've decided to start a second channel on authentic expression. And when I looked into this, the best thing to do was for me to create a channel. So this means that if you're already subscribed to the first podcast, you just automatically end up subscribed to the channel, which is a kind of an encouragement for everybody to subscribe to the channel. I've stuck to doing this on Apple for the moment because frankly, it's very accessible for me to set up. They've really kind of ironed out the difficulties they had a year ago or two in in starting it up and setting it up for everybody. And Apple always reimburses people better than Spotify does. So that's also a factor in it. So it means that when you actually subscribe, I get to see most of the income, unlike doing that through Spotify. So that's... um, I guess that's something up for debate in the future, maybe when I have more time to to look at how I actually go about doing this process on Spotify. So I'm sorry, for the moment, it's available on Apple. And my understanding is, is that if you use iTunes, even on a PC, the Apple podcast subscriptions are still available to you. So there is ways to do this. You don't have to have an Apple device in order to be able to access the podcast. I'm also debating on whether or not to start a free trial. I'll think about that. But I I might start a free trial for a short period of time so that people can have an introduction to the material. So why have I gone about doing this? I think as my work has evolved, as I've continued to grow and learn, I have started to channel that into supporting other people who may be on the same journey as me. As one person in my tribe put it to me, the universe is giving you a very difficult role because you are always 100% authentic to who you are. And it's not possible to read your work or to even listen to the podcast and actually hear you from where you speak unless you know you because it takes you that discernment to understand that you don't actually often read what I write from where I write it, you actually read it from where it impacts on you. And throughout that journey, I don't have, well, I don't feel like I have the choice to bend and move to the conditions and take on a persona or change myself so that it becomes more palatable, so that you're hearing me from a different place because that's the whole purpose really. It's the challenge of it that creates the change. It's it's the reflection of it that allows you to look at your own conditions and your own narratives. And it's so easy to project onto me that there's a binary thinking or that I'm arrogant or many of the other ideas. And in fact, as that person put it to me, which I thought was really interesting, is it's asking you to put down everything that you think you know. And the more you know, the more you struggle. Because the more that you know, think that you know, there's a sense of the more assumptions that you make and the more sort of set you are in your conditions and in the narrative in your head of where you're hearing me from. 
And it's like, it's, it's not a journey that I would wish on anyone. And I suppose through the podcast subscription series and through the work that I'm doing on the Authentic Creative Club for Patreon, I'm looking to support people who are on the same journey. And a lot of the themes that I have prepared for the first session in Patreon are around the fact that you don't have to create a dark, twisted, chaotic world in which to create from. And so I am going to record a podcast on the Authentic Expression channel, which is essentially going to be what I'm going to do in the first Patreon group, but I'm not going to release that till after the first session next Monday. But I know that it will be helpful for me to talk that out and to have more clarity. And as is usual for me, for an hour-long meeting, I've probably absorbed at least six hours of audio over the weekend in research to think about it. So in the same way as I do a huge amount of preparation for these podcasts, I've done a huge amount of preparation for the Patreon group, and it seems a shame to to waste that preparation and to not make it more accessible to more people. It's one of these really interesting ideas that came out of a mentoring session. I realized that the most authentic version of you actually needs a mirror because it's not moving from the conditions in the world. And it's this version of us that butts up against the world and butts up against what's taking place in group dynamics and what's being projected back to us as the assumptions, what you're superimposing on what you're hearing me say or what you're taking from my writing. And that the most authentic version of yourself is actually very difficult to see yourself. You, it is in those moments of reflection that you get a mirror to see yourself and look at yourself. And it's like, how much time do people really question where they move from? How much time do they question the environment that they're in or the people that they're hanging out with or the, the type of books that they're reading or the identities that they associate themselves with? How much time do you spend questioning the impact of that as to whether you're moving as your authentic version or you're moving as the group or the conditions expect you to? I've learned a lot in the last few years and, and possibly at times given myself a hard time for being a very quiet version of myself. But I've realized that that was the way to maintain my authenticity. I know at times that I go through phases of not necessarily trying to take in a lot of outside influence when I'm working so that I can stay with the own truth and knowing that's in my own soul. And then the reasons, you know, that I know that I'm being authentic and truthful is in that reflection of those conditions back to me, this, the reflection of what I'm not doing or not meeting or not being or refusing to participate in at times it's in those moments of projection even that I get to see the most authentic version of myself and it's okay not to know what that is to actually need a mirror and there can be kinder mirrors and I'm very fortunate that I have a tribe of people around me who have got to know me and trust me and understand the cleanness of where I move from and understand the lack of judgment and understand, you know, my acceptance of where everybody else is at. It's like, I don't have to move the same way, but I don't have to judge you either. 
And that's why I get upset when there's a sense of feeling that there is, is binary thinking. There's, there's me and everybody else. There's either or. There's a division. There's a sense of being beyond. And spiritualism in particular is a really toxic environment for this is the same way education is. And it's ironic, like a lot of the people who, who drift towards spiritualism would say that they didn't fit into an educational environment or academic environment. And they have many stories around that, but yet they're recreating the dynamic. For me, it's just simply that I've experienced something different and I've journeyed maybe a little bit further than my tribe at times or... I have knowledge to impart in what I have experienced and integrated myself, but that's not better. It may just mean that you've, you've journeyed for a little bit longer or you've had more experiences or you've had more exposure or you've had more experiences and you've taken the time to process those and integrate them and understand them. And there's also a sense too that it's very easy because I have an academic background and because I believe in processing and understanding that it's very easy to project that I'm very mind-based, that this is another idea that comes up in spiritualism. Rather than being in my body in that experience, like my biggest barometer is, is how I feel and actually how it sets off different areas of my body, how it even affects my voice, how I develop a rash on my neck at times. You know, much of this I've spoken about in various podcasts and I suppose there's there's less um, filtering for my subscription podcast because I'm expecting that if you invest to experience more of me that you are ready to to listen to more of it and perhaps look at your own narratives and conditioning and look at that headbutting that takes place. So this this is the the introduction as to why I've created a channel, why there are separate streams of work. I do see an overlap between those two channels in terms of authentic expression, in terms of the starseed journey. And I'll be bluntly honest, like I I don't like the language around starseeds. I'm, I'm about to record a podcast on the qualities that I see that I associate with people being star people. And it's like all of the other labels from my educational work. I don't like these labels, but I have to pick something that people are drawn to so they might possibly find this series and start to think about it differently because I don't like much of the thinking around it. I don't, much of it is conditional, it's binary, it's integrating horrible systems that don't work in humanity and a sense of feeling better than everybody else. So. So much of it is very egotistical. And then there's also a dysfunction too that's promoted in not being able to be part of the world, which I'm also really challenging people on. There's a difference between not feeling that you, you don't belong and not needing to belong. Those are very different conversations. And maybe in time I will, I will change the name of it as more people are drawn to it to have or ironically, a more authentic conversation. And I think for me, the, the biggest part of it is the sense of there being a lattice, which is why I shared that spin in the stars piece. There is a lattice that forms, there are, there are treads and connections, and there is a continuity in what is being healed in humanity through the groups of people that are connected. That, for me, is the most authentic version of that, of that story and that narrative. And it's, it's function, 
And I'm at the end of the day, I'm a very practical person. So for me, this work is about supporting people to still be secure, to be able to live without conditions and to be able to create for change in humanity. All of my work is about that. All of my work goes back to those core values and that sense of being in your own core. And that core is incredibly authentic. And, you know, the universe is always like, you know, oh, be authentic, be yourself. And then it's like, well, no, not like that. And so there's a real sense of me having felt that over the last number of weeks as I've embarked on this work. It's been so projected at in so many different ways. And it's all I can do is continue to show up in the truth that I know and where I know I work from, even if so few people are able to see that and, and look at that. It's a bit like it reminds me of, of Harry Potter in the Mirror of Erisay. There's so few people are able to actually look at me and just see me without their own narratives or their own conditions or their own need to headbutt. And it takes so long for people to then internalize that and realize that that's a mirror for them too.